We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. And honestly, right now is still a great time to book a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Cruise Line or any other type of vacation because you're going to need it. She does all the work. She has saved us tons of money on numerous vacations. We love working with Michelle. You will too. Her email is in the show notes. So let her know that you're ready for a vacation. Now on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and by popular demand. Doug, we are actually releasing an episode early. We're going to get some more episodes in while Disney parks are down, while people are quarantined. So you have something to listen to while you're sitting in your house with your family. I don't know, Doug. What yeah. are you doing? Um, I'm trying my best to be busy, and I'm really bad at being busy. I would be great at sitting on the couch and just watching TV all day, but I'm trying to avoid that. So I get up and I try to accomplish one thing on the project list, which it's a mile long. Let's be honest. This quarantine could last for five years. I wouldn't finish. Then I, I exercise. <laughs> Ooh, walk there on you the go. Treadmill, and then I shower. That's a key of quarantine is showering. And then after that, I have been trying to update Patreon benefit levels. And it's the most frustrating website on the face of the earth. But there you go. because of that, we do have another Patreon who has upped his levels. And so Dude. Michael Kramer, thank you so much for uh, what level is he on now? Uh, it, it went. He went from. The old Dole Whip churro, the churro level up to Mickey Pretzel. Ooh, some more stuff coming his way. And you're probably wondering what that's all about. Well, you're going to have to go to our Patreon site and check it out. And I'll tell you what, this week's Patreon episode might be the best one for a while. Oh, you never, yeah, you, you never, never know. know. We have a good guest. We that's have a great guest. But before we get to the guest, Doug, we have a thousand reviews coming in. Maybe not a thousand. I wish a thousand, but we do have a lot. And Doug, how about you read one right now? And uh, but first off, thank you everyone who has been leaving reviews. I guess if mm-hmm. you have nothing better to do in your quarantine or wherever ah, you're at, there you go. You know, click that five star, leave a comment. That'd be amazing. That's what I've been doing. I forgot to mention that. I just keep leaving reviews. Nah, okay. Anyway, they scratched the Disney itch by Gary1219. So, and this is Coach Gary on Twitter. And also, I just recorded with his podcast the other day. It's a sports talk show out of Philadelphia, the Woodard Boys podcast by branded sports so um that should be out this week as well check that out the woodard boys by with coach gary anywho we talk mostly disney not sports and then some husker football all right these guys are great not only do they have great disney advice they are funny and honest i look forward to every friday when the new pod drops they help me stay in touch with the magic between our trips keep up the great work guys there you go. Awesome. That's a Thank great you. review. That is a great yeah. review, except that this one's not going to come out on Friday. No, we don't. Uh, Sunday? Is Sunday, that I think, because we want to do a Disney sing-along for everyone who's kind of self-quarantining themselves right now tomorrow, so which will be Monday. But look onto our social media. We'll have the exact time. But we want to do that in the evening. That way we can all have a Zoom call together and go through some famous Disney songs, Rope Drop Radio style. And that Does way, that mean I have to sing? 
Well, I mean, get your kids on there. They could sing okay, with you. But just go. wear the Rope Drop Radio hat, and that will cover you at least, Doug. Perfect. All right. I can do that. So, yeah, we'll be hosting that because that's what everyone's doing with this whole distancing thing, Doug. Uh-huh. I'm keeping my distance. I've been preparing for social isolation by being an introvert my whole life. I'm I'm dying, except my job requires me to be out with people, so... I don't know. I, I still see plenty of people uh, all the time doing marketing campaigns and stuff like that. So enough about that, Doug. We have a very special guest on this week's episode by popular demand. And yes. he is actually an unofficial uncle to our kids. You are with him. Every time we go to Disney, we get to hang out with him. But that is Mr. Kent Mullins, the unofficial brother and uncle to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Not much, not much quarantined, as we said. Yes, so not much. How's uh, how's Florida with it right now? Uh, I mean, we're we're still business as usual. Things here in Central Florida haven't gotten crazy yet. I mean, it's South Florida's getting there, and it's working its way north. But uh, right now, for the most part, it's business as normal outside of like your major tourist group destinations. But restaurants are still kicking. You know, it's still kind of business as normal around here mm. right now. Well, I know uh, you were just with Doug at Walt Disney yes. World, and I wanted to, before we get into the topic of the show, I wanted to get your feeling, Kent, because I texted Doug. You were there next to him. You didn't believe me, but uh, the Disney parks did close. You are a Disney fanatic your whole life and go there pretty much every day. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What is your overall uh, thoughts and emotions with what's going on? It's weird and it's historic on a lot of levels, right? It's nothing we've ever seen before, especially at the Disney parks. And the golf courses are still open, so I'm still on property a couple of days a week, at least since you know last week. And it's a ghost town. It's it's really weird and eerie just to drive through and you see empty parking lots and resorts with nobody in them. And I don't know, it's weird. And it's it it it's really brought to how much of a main part of of what I do living here in Central Florida is when it's that's just not an option in right now and it's kind of like oh so now what I don't know it's, it's just weird yes it is very weird very and weird. it's just gonna get weirder as time goes on because I'm on like day three or four as we're recording this of being home and self-quarantining and we're we hit the wall today we're tired of each other shockingly um, but Kent, we got to spend a lot of time with you as all this news was coming in two different times. And like the first time was when we're getting news. The second time was after it settled in. It was kind of like we went out for dinner and like talked about how the end of the world is coming. And then you also got to spend time with Derek as the hurricane was bearing down. So I guess when Disney world is in crisis, you're there for us. Oh, um, yeah, it- I, I didn't realize that until you brought it up just now. That like it was the hurricane when. when That's Derek I was, was there. yeah. That then. was uh, we were there in uh, Coronado with my kids doing I, limbo. Yep. And that, I had so much fun that night too. That was a lot of fun. So something I'd never experienced at Disney before too. So I, I guess when you guys come in crisis mode, I get to experience new stuff that I would never experience unless you guys were here. That's that's our plan. That's our plan. Hopefully that was Hopefully the last that stops. time. Though. Yeah. Because I still want our trip in June to happen, Doug. I'm starting we to do. get a little worried, but I know Kent's going to be with us in June. And yeah, let's just, all this gets past us and we can uh, open up the parks again and have some fun. There we go. 
There you go. Any uh, little tidbits about hanging out with my children over the uh, last week? Uh, I've said it before, man. Like, like hanging out with your kids is is as much fun for me as I hope it is for you guys. Like, like I have so much fun. Your kids are a trip. Alden is just. I, I cannot wait till he becomes more part of this podcast. That that kid is an absolute trip and makes me laugh uncontrollably nonstop. So Alden thinks he has a show coming up in a couple weeks. Um, it's going to happen whether Derek wants it to or not because it's an unstoppable force here. I don't know if I've told you this plan, Derek. You have not. Um, First I've so learned. He was giving some advice to people on the Skyliner and in line a couple times. And it was awful. Like bus driver bad. So we're going to have listener questions with Alden where Alden will answer and then we will correct. Okay. I like it. And I'll give you a little story about Alden, which will just kind of fit into what you guys can expect from that episode. Is I'm hanging out with Alden, and Alden obviously is is like picking on his dad, right? So so twelve year old. We all do it. Yep. It's catching the brunt of Alden's like middle school humor. So he's like picking on his dad, and his dad's thinning hair, I guess is the right word. And then I, you know, try to play the I'll stick up for for Doug and. And try to like calm Alden to make him realize that that's his future, right? So I turn to Alden and I say, Alden, do you know where your genetics come from? As I'm hovering over both of his parents with my hands over their heads, and he looks me dead in the face, serious as all could be, Italy. Uh, uh. It took me a minute to like catch on to it. He, he really thinks like his heritage is what. Like, I'm like, no, his parents, it's yeah. your parents, dude. Like, yep. you're going to be just Italy. like him. You are, he looks so much like you, Doug. He's just the, uh, whatever happens no. to you, that's going to happen to him. Maybe, maybe. Italy. Yeah, that's that's what I live with. I think I tweeted that I hate it when I have to sit next to the annoying kid in the cafeteria today. Lunch next to Alden, he kept flicking me and then like, Taking my food, it was like I was in a middle school cafeteria. This needs to end. Yeah, tomorrow I can't take it any longer. Tomorrow's the first day where uh, my wife and I are both working from home together with the three kids. So thank you. God bless. Um, I I want to sit. I'm going to sit at the elementary cafeteria with Claire tomorrow. Oh, there you That's go. my plan. Just done with middle school, going back to elementary school tomorrow. All right, enough with the quarantine stuff. We did said that last week. We're doing yeah. it again. Now, it's been 10 minutes into the episode. We're getting back to Disney. Doug, we are going to talk to Kent, who is the master of navigating the parks, getting as mm-hmm. much done as possible. He has done all the attractions, all the rides in one day, multiple times. So we're going to go park to park and kind of go with strategies on how Kent does what Kent does, which amazes me for one, because you can get more done in an hour than Doug and I can do combined sometimes in an hour. But true, yeah. So uh, starting at Animal Kingdom, guys. Yeah, we had a listener. I, I can't remember who. I apologize. Um, ask for this topic: how to maximize your one day in the Magic Kingdom, one day in Hollywood Studios, one day in Epcot, and one day in Animal Kingdom. So. Can't take it away. How do we maximize Animal Kingdom from start to finish? It's it's this a tough. These topics are tough because you know there's. I'm going to give you a lot of strategies that I think will be really beneficial to everybody and 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 help you kind of get the most out of your day. But again, it's there's no perfect answer, and Disney changes on a whim. We've seen that just recently, and we see it every day. So some things you might have to you know 
adjust as you go. But obviously, in the name of your show, rope drop. You gotta you gotta attack your rope drops. Every one. I can't stress it enough. Be on the ropes in the morning. If you want to maximize your day, get the most out of everything you want to do. So we're assuming that Animal Kingdom, right? Flight of Passage is your big number one. Like, go get it. We have to get that done, right? And it's tough. The pa- the fast passes is, is difficult to obtain. Um, so you got to be you got to be on the rope, and you got to hit there first. That's kind of like your number one. Get on the rope. Get in Flight of Passage right away. What if you have a Flight of Passage fast pass, Kent? Where do you go as your secondary rope drop option there? You go Everest? If I, you could. So I would honestly start, Everest has an initial, like right with rope, it'll have an initial wait of like five, 10 minutes, but everybody's going to, to Pandora. So literally you can be 35 minutes after rope drop and Everest won't have a wait. Mm, so I, I honestly think you'll have no weights. I'd go straight through Dino Land, Dinosaur, you know, Triceratops. Mm, your favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Primeval, if it now I guess it's working normally, right? Is at least that's what the new plan is at Disney that changes all the time too. But uh, I'd start there and then I'd go to Everest and uh and, and hit that. And you'll have that honestly, if you went ride to ride, even just walking, you'd have that done in the first forty minutes of park opening. You'd nice. have four attractions down in 40 minutes. And you've knocked out basically 35% of the park at that point. Yeah. So then what time do you plan your first fast pass for if you're going to do that? So I'm going to tell you this as we work through all the parks. And as we go through the parks, some, some of these parks require more of a strategy and more of a certain kind of way to get through things. But at, at Animal Kingdom... My first fast pass that will always be at Animal Kingdom or any park, I guess is what I'm trying to say, will be at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'll have that first fast pass 9 a.m. to 10. I probably won't use it till right at 10, closer to the 10 o'clock mark. So then that way I have one 9 to 10, obviously, and then 10 to 11. So I'll use that first one at 9.59 or somewhere there, and then I'll immediately go get on the next fast pass ride. So I will have my rope drop, which is like a fast pass because you should walk right on to wherever you're going. Then you'll have that fast pass and then immediately back it up within minutes of that second fast pass. So I will, I will have nine, 10. I'm not pushing fast passes later in the day. Always get your fast passes early. And then once you get through the three, start working on the fourth, the fifth and the sixth. Uh, great tip. People still don't mm-hmm. know you can get more than three fast passes. So good job. So not to tease it, I know later on we're in the Patreon show, we're going to be really talking about the fast pass system and a lot of the stuff that I use and some of the techniques and tips. So, you know, if you're not a Patreon, get there because like, it's going to be worth your weight in gold. Yeah, even, even Michelle learned something. So yes. Michelle, the rope drop queen, Disney master, learned something from Kent while they're traveling. So if you want to find what that is, you're going to have to uh, spend a couple dollars, become one of our Patreons. And who knows how many hours that's going to save you at the parks later on. So, yeah. So, at Animal Kingdom, I would go do Flight of Passage first. I'd actually try, try to get a Flight of Passage Fast Pass also, and I would rope drop it. Flight of Passage is that good. You want to see it twice. True. So, I might pull it as my third Fast Pass somewhere in that 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock hour, somewhere in there. Um, You're not that, trying that to get to Navi River early on? No. I, I personally, I'm rope dropping flight of passage and i'm just taking the leisurely walk over to navi navi the first 45 minutes of the day is not going to get above a 10 to 15 minute wait tops so that's exactly my plan would be flight of passage then navi 
Animal Kingdom, kind of an easier park though right now still. It is. Um, I mean, obviously outside of the Flight of Passage Fast Pass. Um, I know obviously later on we'll talk about drop times in the Fast Pass. So if you don't get one right away, you know, I can kind of give you tips on how to get one throughout the day. Because um, they are obtainable day of. They're a lot more attainable than I think the myth is that's out there. So if you don't have one, I guarantee you there's a good chance you can find one during the day. Ooh. If you rope drop Flight of Passage... And you have a flight of passage, um, fast pass for later. So you're doing it twice in one day. After Navi, what are you going to next before you use your 9 a.m. fast pass? So after there, you got options. I would, I personally would start still working over towards Dino Land at okay. that point. You're still not going to have the weights there. Um, remember, you want midday later. You want to start getting into like the animal trails, and you want to start seeing the the Nemo show and the the Lion King show. Both are big staples there. So you want to start getting through that stuff and leave that for the middle of the day, kind of like your big, busy, hot times in Disney, you know, Disney World. So you yeah. save those midday, get your rides early, midday shows, food, the exploration trails, which I can't, I love them. I spend a ton of time back there just going back and looking at the animals. So if you haven't been on them, they're well worth the walk and the leisurely stroll. So that's my kind of save. That's Do you feel like Animal Kingdom's a full day park? If I've never been to Animal Kingdom and I'm not, it, it's hard for me to say anything's a full day park for me, but I'm, I'm, I'm me, right? So, but for yeah. a normal person, I think you could definitely get a full day's worth of entertainment, at least late into the evening. Now you might, if you see everything, you probably get to dinner time and leave and go have dinner out. But, but to spend, you know, if you're spending 16 hours there, that's tough, but you could definitely end up with 12 hours there pretty easily. All right. Yeah, especially with the shows. The shows take some time. And Festival of the Lion King is a great show. Um, you know, Nemo. I have never seen Nemo. I'm How have honest. you never seen that? I've seen it multiple times. It's a good show. I just, I've just never done it. I don't know why. I just haven't. Um, I guess I when the wife and kids are on Everest, I've just decided to sit and look at Twitter instead. Okay. So there you go. There's my priorities. But I've heard great things. It's fun. It's air conditioned. That's the true winner. Especially down here. I was going to say, there's kind of Animal Kingdom in a nutshell. Do you want to move on to uh, Epcot? Yes. Epcot it is. Take us through Epcot. What, uh, what fast passes would you plan if you got one day... What's your what's your tier one? This is choice? before Ratatouille and Guardians has come out, so there you go. Yeah, because tiers could get really messed up here in June, July with Ratatouille whenever that opens. Um, here my my number one fast pass priority in Epcot is Frozen. Um, you got that's a fast pass you got to get. Um, Test Track has a lot of availability in the Fast Pass system. Well, and that single rider line is is glorious, especially if you're trying to do a run or anything. Correct. There's a single rider line option also. So if you have, you know, your kids are old enough and you can go that route, you can definitely utilize that single rider option. Um, Depending on when you catch that, that can be anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes to no minutes, you know, and it can back up too, but. That's definitely an option you have. So if you're if your debate is between Test Track and Frozen, I'm pulling Frozen every time. So I know that becomes a big debate in Epcot. What time do you put Frozen at? 
Like, where would you want that? Do you want that at your 9 a.m., 10 a.m., or 11 a.m. slot? I wouldn't, depending on where it's at. Frozen, I would kind of push staggers, kind of my third, my third okay. fast pass. I'd probably try to open with like a, you know, if I personally had rope drop the the Soren or the Soren okay. side of the park, I was trying to say. So I'd go to Soren and rope drop Soren. You should pretty much be a walk on. Its capacity so large, you really only have to be in the first like. 200 people to 300 people and you're still not waiting it's capacity so much so i go soaring i come off of soaring and then i try to like living with the land nemo the seas you can knock out or nemo and oh, that blasted shoulder puppet figment journey oh, into figment, imagination yes. yes and you got turtle talk with crush by the way how many, how many times there? have uh has figment broken down on you when you've done a run Three times. Oh my gosh, Kent, you're terrible luck. Yes. <laughs> that ride is the bane of well, my existence. For the record, I... it's like a crazy, when the parks have been open, it's a crazy long wait anymore. So you're not just walking on because everyone's funneling that way. Yeah, that's why I would definitely put it on my list early now, especially with the what we've seen crowd trends. For whatever reason, it has ticked up lately, which I can't figure out. I think it's partly it's because the, the way they're configured. Yeah, there's past. nowhere else to go. Yeah. They force you kind of that way now. So, because the other path to the left is like weird and winding that goes towards the test track side now. It goes like behind the old guest relations building and yeah. comes out in front of the new guardians building. So, that pretty much everybody's going that way. So, I would have that on my list early. Um, it's also a tier two fast pass. So, you can definitely have a fast pass for it. And its availability is tremendous. You can always pull a fast pass for it with very minimal effort. So I would work that side of the park first. I'd save my Frozen Fast Pass, my Spaceship Earth Fast Pass, and probably my Mission Space Fast Pass. I'd save those. And if I had to, if like I, like it did get bogged down on that side, I would drop one of those. And we're getting to some technical Fast Pass stuff. I'd drop one of those, either Mission or uh, uh, yeah, Mission Space or Spaceship Earth, and then pull either the Figment or the Nemo, whichever one I needed. Because I know I can replace it with the one that I just dropped later on. Okay, and Mission Space is going to be down, not Mission Space, uh, Spaceship Earth is going to be down here for a little while. Two yeah. years, right? Well, well there's two I, different reports Yeah, now. I was going to say, with the uh, the amount of money that they're losing right now at the parks not being open, they might do the um, easy fix. The uh, let's paint it fix Instead of the two-year fix. Got so. it, fix, yeah. Yeah, the, get the spray paint out, George. I, I honestly, talking about this, with the amount of time all the Disney parks, all of them, and how much revenue they're going to be losing, I really do see them taking some shortcuts on some of the projects that they had talked about at D23. Yeah. I would hate to see that. I mean, yeah. I get it from a business standpoint. I understand it. I would just hate to see it, especially because they've torn Epcot up now. And not for bad, for progress, right? And that's what that park's about is progress. But... Uh, to come back, to bring it back after you've torn it up so much now, and to give us half of kind of what you've, you've laid out an mm-hmm. expectation for, I'd be really disappointed. That's that's a whole yeah. other show topic right there. <laughs> Took me down a tangent. Yeah, yep. yep. My fault. So, uh, anything else with Epcot, um, with Ratatouille About, opening yeah. up? So, Ratatouille, is it going to be a game changer? Because it's going to be brand new. All the demand's going to go there. So, I would end up rope dropping. Once that opens, I'll rope drop Ratatouille. Would, would you, you rope drop? 
international gateway then. Yeah, yeah, well, I was going to say the same thing, Doug. So it depends. Like We've learned with Disney, especially when they open something new, that we have no idea how they're going to let people in. Mm-hmm. And it is a you walk up and you try to figure it out day one. And then usually about four days later, they have an entirely new plan. So it all depends on how they stream people to it. I don't, if they open all the gates, let's just say at 9 a.m., and obviously if they're holding the people at the front in the front till 9, then obviously I'd go to International Gateway and walk in and be right there. Yeah. But I can also see them being like, wait a second, we can't do that because they're going to get those big long lines on that smaller entrance that they can't hold the capacity mm-hmm. for. And they're going to say, no, we're going to hold it. So you, that way people you still have Beach Club there. and Yacht Club and these, you know, top tier resorts of people who want to go through International Gateway. I don't see yeah. them being able to do that, especially for the ones who are spending the money. Oh, I could see them holding the International Gateway until the mom makes it there. Nah. They do a similar thing in uh, California Adventure with the other entrance. They kind of match and then go. Um, I could see that. Because otherwise, everybody's going to Uber to Beach Club, walk over there, and overwhelm it. Is there a way that they could scan the magic band and so they know you're staying at Beach, Boardwalk, something like that, and get you in? They'd have to treat that like extra magic hours, which is the way they treat the entrance at um, California Adventure. You have to be staying there. And to throw to throw another wrench in there, what if they continue with the seven eight o'clock openings for boarding groups over at Hollywood Studios, and they don't open Epcot till nine? I get my boarding yeah. group, hop on the Skyliner, and then I'm right there too. You want to go in the International Gateway? Yeah, no, Correct. I, I think with the Skyliner and those resorts, you cannot delay the opening. They have to open I at think the same time. What they what they should do is once they, they let you scan in half hour before opening and you go. You go fill the queues at that time. No holding of the group anywhere. Just let go. Let people go fill the queues and then you won't have the mob scene anywhere. That would be me, but I say that about every opening and Disney has yet to listen to me. We'll see. Not I really right. think they open the front at 8.30 and then open International Gateway at 9.00. And then by the time the mod gets there, it's all there at one point. And you yeah. know what? It's going to change every week for the first few months anyway. So who knows what happens? And then we'll have Ratatouille boarding groups. We will talk more about it. Yeah, but I'm sure that will happen. That No doubt in <laughs> not, my mind on that. Let me just tell you this. Not worth it if you have to do a Ratatouille boarding group. Oh, I'm sorry. Bummer. Spoilers, Doug. So, all right. that we, We've kind of knocked out Epcot Animal Kingdom a little well, bit. Well, what about working in shows in, internet, in the World Showcase? Um, so... Just I would work your way around. Rides early, yeah. Rides early, and then set your your eleven o'clock. Because by eleven, you should be able to work through pretty much everything in the front. By eleven o'clock, you start working through those those countries. Go see the shows. Definitely go see the Voices of Liberty. Definitely go see you know the, the American Canadian Pavilion. film guys. Come on, it was wonderful. Which is it, really good. Which you have to like hunt for. It may have the worst, most hidden signage on Oh, I on agree. Property. My wife, we actually went uh, over our anniversary. She had no idea it was back there. So uh, it is. It is definitely a challenge. Unless you have, like, La Cellier reservations. You're like, oh, I got 10 minutes to go. Oh, there's a theater back here. But, yeah, go see the shows. Go see the, you know, the Chinese acrobats. Go see the Voice of Liberty again. They're they're phenomenal. Um, 
Who knows Definitely who's sure all going to be back there after they reopen, though, Kent? That's, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So. We'll see. Uh, well, I finished on a sad note with Epcot. Way to go, Derek. I know, my you bad. just keep doing that. I do. Let's, well, I know the Let's next Let's take two, the Skyliner now. The Skyliner over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, these are the next two big parks I know we're going to spend some time on. So, Hollywood Studios, Kent, you have some experience there. Yeah, so this is... This park, and I think Magic Kingdom, you definitely have to go in with a more precise plan. I'm getting there to be on the rope, not just inside the, the gate. How I want early to is on the rope? How early? So I haven't been on the rope in a while. I'll, be, I'll say so that. What time, what, what time is our park open? Say it's Oops. nine. Let's just give an open number. If, it, if I'm it there usually nine, won't probably... be. If we got a nine o'clock open, I'm there before eight a.m. So I'm seven forty-five. It's probably when I'd say an hour and fifteen minutes before. Um, you've started to see the crowds are later arriving, closer to the open time now, especially with the way boarding groups have kind of morphed into this lottery since from when they started. But um, I think if you're an hour, hour and twenty minutes early, you're definitely fine. Now it's going to take some weight, but you're going to save so much time and so much headache and frustration in your day. In that hour and twenty minutes, getting there early. So, so Kent, do you there. go left or right? I'm a hundred percent going right. I'm going straight to Slinky. That would be my rope drop choice. I'd go Slinky immediately, get off, try to catch alien swirling saucers, um, and then work on over and see what's going on over at Toy Story Midway Mania. Obviously, I pull my boarding group right away. Um, I have a fast pass for either whatever one I can get. Ideally, I'd get a fast pass for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So that would be my, my major fast pass pool. I don't, and it's even whenever I get it, sometime in the morning, but I take it no matter where I can just kind of fit that in. Because um, remember, we, even with Smuggler's Run, we have a single rider line that's always an option if I'm trying to just really get through it quickly. If not, can that line we're seeing is getting about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. I might just eat that weight, especially middle of the day. I'd rather eat 35 minutes than the 60 minutes I'm going to wait for Slinky or the hour I'm going to wait for Runaway Railway. And the weight is going to be much more enjoyable for Smuggler's Run shade-wise. And Slinky Dog is brutal. Oh, it's yeah. brutal. So um, so that's how I would do it. Your fast passes, what we've learned is, or what I've learned just kind of in studying this, is... Fast passes for tower back to normal. You can get them almost, you know, if you work at it a little bit, can get them no problem. So you can get that tower terror fast pass whenever. Um, same with rock and roller coaster, unless you're late at night. But if you're there a whole day, there's no reason you can't get a what I like to call a usable rock and roller coaster fast pass. Usable meaning it's within the relative near future of when I want it. It's not like you know noon and my fast pass is at six o'clock. That would be considered non-usable for me. So, but you can always get those kind of work them in. Star Tours the same way. So it's those big attractions I'd hit. I'd rope drop Slinky because that's going to be the biggest weight with the hardest fast pass to pull. And then, like I said, Swirling Saucers and then Toy Story Mania. And if Toy Story Mania has a weight, I know I can find a Toy Story Mania fast pass. Again, a lot easier than I can find a Slinky fast pass, a Smuggler's fast pass, or even a, you know, it's probably that order was how I'd go. Or a Runaway Railway, that's the third one, I always forget. But I definitely could find a Toy Story Mania Fast Pass where I'll find those others. 
There you go. And you gave Runaway Railway kind of more of a negative review. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't hide from it. Um, I, I, again, the technology is really cool. And these, the kids that have grown up on these Disney cartoons from today will probably absolutely love it. So if you had a five-year-old next to me on the ride, they'd be sitting there and it, they'd be big-eyed and it'd be the greatest thing ever. Me, my generation who didn't grow up on this animation, I was lost. I hate to say it, I was just lost. Like I was trying to understand and follow it. The story's disjointed. Again, technology's really cool. Like I love the technology. I just, I left it like, what did I just see? If that makes sense. It does. Totally. I haven't seen it yet, so my, spoiler free, My guys. kids totally agreed. Like, we came out of it, and they basically said what Kent just said. Um, and they didn't hear or read Kent's review of it in advance. I did, so I was watching for it, but all three kids kind of gave it the same. It was fun, no doubt about that. Technology is ridiculous there's one part where it's essentially what they do to you over and over on ratatouille um so you go like your little vehicle goes into like a u-shaped screen area and you have like your own little simulator that doesn't move that is what ratatouille is over and over so if you've done mickey and minnie's runaway railway you've seen probably the the best part of ratatouille just different video and theming you're not sitting in a rat all right so there you go. Trying yeah. to hold that one. Still wanting to be surprised in June. Because we're going in June, Doug. We are. Make it happen. It's going to happen. So uh, anything else with Hollywood Studios you want to uh, talk about? about the, the shows, shows at night. What Indiana you... Jones. Do you see that at least? Muppets. Yeah, what do you Muppets? do there? Oh. Uh, Muppets is a must-see. and made it trying to cut that. I, I mean, I still think it holds up. It's hilarious. Test of time. It is. It's great It show. makes me laugh so hard. Um, but shows the same thing. You work them in where you can fit them in. You have time to kill. Go catch a show. Muppets runs all the time. The the Frozen Sing Along seems like it runs every hour. Um, the Mermaid Show runs every was it thirty minutes, twenty five minutes, something, something like, like, that. That. like that. Derek would but, know. He goes. Well, I have. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it at least yeah. six times in the last five years. So the shows at at Hollywood Studios are always what I call kill time shows. So what happens is if you're waiting on a fast pass or you're waiting on something to come up, you fill it with a show because the shows run so regularly there, at least those shows. Um, Indiana Jones is always running too, and that's that's, a, no, that's the that stunt, show still, that stunt show still stands the test of time too. Love so. it. And when your wife and kids go see a show, you go get food with Kent. I did that on my last trip. Wow. Yes. yes. Nice. Ronto wraps are phenomenal. And, yes, they uh, are. I'm a big fan. All right, guys. We move over to the big dog, MK? I think so. I think we're ready. All right. Magic Kingdom, Kent, you have a lot of experience with this park. Where are you going? What are you doing? What fast passes do you start the day with? Wow. Um, So this park has roughly 25 moving attractions, so 25 rides as we you know, as we call it. There's some stuff that you might consider a show for people out there listening, but in my world, there are 25 things that move that that encompass, that encompass Magic Kingdom. Um, Magic Kingdom has 
I should say Magic Kingdom is a what is a six hour park. If I was to do it in a competitive nature, which I know some of my history is I like to ride rides, you know, in a competitive nature for time or if I can get them all in in one day in all four parks. So for me, six hours is that number. Anything above six hours, I'm in the danger zone. I need to be out of Magic Kingdom in six hours. So obviously anybody on a normal vacation, you got 16 hours most likely, if not more, to take your time and to take it all in. So you don't have to do it at my breakneck speed. But you kind of still got to have a plan because you don't want to spend hours and hours in line at Magic Kingdom. And you might want to eat food, unlike camp, too. Yeah. Go to the bathroom. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So if I'm there, I'm on the rope again. I'm rope dropping Tomorrowland. I am going straight towards Astro Orbiter. First thing I get on. Um. I know there's a lot of people out there that are now scratching their heads and looking at me. Weird. Astro Orbiter doesn't have a fast pass. And for whatever reason, and I actually kind of enjoy Astro Orbiter, but the line is always long. Yeah. Like always. And the load time time on it is is awful. It takes them forever to, you know, put people in the elevator and send them up and then to bring them down. It's just, it's slow. So I'm rope dropping Astro every time. Um, after I rope drop Astro, I got options. Space Mountain. So what happens is we see right at opening, lines get long. But then after their first ride, very rarely do people get right back in the same line. So everybody's kind of in transit in that law, that law between your first ride and your second ride. So after you get off Astro, the line at Space Mountain should now decrease, if you're following my logic here. Yep. So the line's now shorter, so now you might have a 10-minute wait. I mean, depending on the crowd size, obviously, if it's a super busy day, it could be a little bit longer. But ideally, you're as close to a walk-on to Space Mountain at that point after riding Astro Orbiter as you're going to get. So I would immediately get off Astro, go right to Space Mountain. And then after that, I have options. I would start looking. I look at Buzz next to see what that line. I'd probably go over to Buzz, ideally. If I'm with my family, I'd kind of do that those three rides in my first 40 minutes at magic kingdom. Um, and you know, again, that, that takes off one mountain, probably the slowest weight slash load time in the park, which is Astro Orbiter. Those are two big ones. My -hmm. fast passes I would pull are for the other mountains. So I'd have a big thunder fast pass. I'd have a seven dwarves fast pass, and I'd probably have a splash mountain fast pass. If I don't have splash mountain, I'd have Peter Pan. Um, Oh yeah. Everybody's, Peter Pan's so busy, when you really get in and you kind of learn the fast pass system, you learn that the the inventory for Peter Pan's fast passes are so great, they're always usually you're always usually able to find them. So I, I don't stress out over the Peter Pan fast pass or that line as much as some people do. But but again, if you don't if you're not comfortable with the Splash Mountain or it's during the cold months and Splash Mountain's during refurb then I'd go ahead and pull the Peter Pan. But those are kind of my priority list. And the first time I finished, yeah, two years ago, almost three years ago now, the first time I rode every ride in one day, Peter Pan was my last ride. And I remember I got on the ship and like, I about almost cried as I'm sitting there like finishing this run. So that ride does hold like a special place for me in my like lure of riding all the rides in one day. It's special. It's special. Yes. Yeah, so what time are you putting your mountain fast passes at? You still going 9, 10, 11? Absolutely. I'm using that at every park. I'm going 9, 10, 11. There's no reason to start. 
if you do 905, 1005, 1105, don't stress out over five, 10 minutes, either way, 15 minutes, especially if I'm just with my family and I'm not trying to break my neck running from each ride to ride. But definitely always, always have your fast passes early. You can pull them later on. You can get more. You know, like when I am in competitive mode, Kent, trying to do this, I'm using between 18 and 22 a day. That's fast insane. Passes. You have destroyed my record, and I'm proud of my record. And that's spanning four parks, though. You know, I'm doing that all over property. But if I could get 10 for the family or even eight, that changes my whole day in the Magic Kingdom. So I, I definitely would all, constantly, as soon as I use a Fast Pass, I'm trying to find another one. Um, also, what I'd also recommend, too, at the Magic Kingdom is try to work through your major attractions early. So if you can get through the mountains, and I include Seven Dwarfs in there, so get through your space, Splash, Thunder, Seven Dwarfs, Peter Pan, um, try to kind of work through that. And then, and then in my competitive world, we call it the kitty run. So we always try to set it up because we know, especially at the end of the night, the kitty rides pretty much don't have a weight. So that's the stuff I know I can kind of wait on. Now, if I have a little child with me, it's a totally different ballgame. You know, your priorities change from if I'm just trying to do as much as I can. But what I'll do is I'll line up the kitty run. So I'm going through your Dumbos, your Barnstormers, your Little Mermaids, your Winnie the Poohs, your teacups, your your carpets, your all the quote-unquote kitty rides. I just try to leave them because I know eventually as I get later in the day, those weights are the shortest. So I can always just go get in that standby line. And at the end of the night, I'm going to walk onto those rides. So we always try to like knock through the stuff we have to wait for. And then save the stuff that has smaller weights for later, especially because, you know, fast pass inventory for those, it's infinite. You can always pull a fast pass for any of those attractions I just named and walk right on. All right. I'm still trying to imagine six hours getting through Magic Kingdom. I mean, I'm lucky if I get six attractions with three kids sometimes at, uh, at Magic Kingdom. So I've done it. I've done it in three hours and 47 minutes. That's how fast I've done it wow. in. And that's including, you know, a what is it? Carousel progress. progress. You know, a, a Splash Mountain, sixteen minutes usually start to finish. Um, Haunted Mansion's a twelve-minute ride. So when you got pre-show, so when you add it all up, I mean, I was pretty much walking right onto everything, and I didn't have to crisscross the park too much to get it done. That's amazing. That really is. There should be a special one where you take one of our kids with you, either Alden or you know Olivia, and you have to do it with them. I'm look, I'll, I'll take Alden. Alden will be a trip. And okay, Olivia, too. <laughs> she might look at me with these big, weird eyes a lot of the time, though. I'm worried about Olivia. No, don't worry about her. She'll she'll talk your ear off. She won't stop talking the whole time. But, uh, yeah, it, it, um, and you guys, too. I'm still waiting for the infinite. I want to do it. I'm down. I've been telling some Doug. Point. Doug has some issues with Everest and a couple other attractions. But I am down. The minute we make that plan happen, I will fly down there. And uh, we will do a run. Sure. And Hollywood Horror, <laughs> uh, yeah, Horror Nights, Doug. We got to do that with Kent as well. Uh, Universal, there you go. Sure. Killing me. You're Kent's killing me. huge. Kent's like eight foot tall, man. He will drag you on there, Doug. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, he physically make me do whatever he wants. So there you go. There's the Magic Kingdom in a nutshell. I think we did it. I'm slightly tired now. That's good stuff. And I'm amazed at how yeah. fast you've been able to get through that. What would you say, three hours and what? 
47 minutes is my Magic Kingdom time. That's, that's insane, Doug. I think I've waited in lines longer than that before. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Sure, sure you have. That is why Kent that's is a not... Jedi Knight, or Master, actually, at this. Jedi Master. 347 isn't normal. Uh, no. Somewhere in the five, mid-fives, five and a half, is on a standard crowd day, for me, at a competitive speed, is, is kind of right where we sit. Um, you know, anything above that five and a half mark on a day that's got a, a normal, decent-sized crowd, is that's that's blazing. So the, the 347 was hurricane time, and we could just fly through everything. I was doing, you know, 15 rides in the first hour. Has anyone done uh, a run with Mickey's Runaway and a uh, boarding group, uh, getting a boarding group with Rise? No. Still not, not done. You could be the first, Kent. Whenever yeah. the parks are uh, open. Yeah, it's the hours have been tricky in that boarding group, man, because it's that's I have no way it's such a such a wild card, you know, like if you don't get an early boarding group for Rise of the Resistance and you don't luck into one of those, man, can you imagine you have a ten o'clock or you get a ten o'clock boarding group? And you can't really hang around because when I do it competitively, I got to get out of parks because like the Main Street vehicles still run at Magic Kingdom and they run early in the morning only. So which I didn't say that in my plan, ride the Main Street vehicles before the park opens at nine o'clock at Magic Kingdom. If you want to ride every ride, um, they run before the park opens. So do that, then get in the Tomorrowland rope. But um, you have to so you have to leave, come get on the Main Street vehicles, try to work through your Magic Kingdom fast passes at that point. And your rope there. But then all of a sudden at 10 o'clock, you're sitting on a fast pass for something you need, but then you got to get all the way back over to Hollywood Studios for your rise. It just, ugh. Yeah. That's brutal. No good way. No Someone good will way. do it eventually. So. I thought about you, Kent, on my last trip. I was doing uh, Tom Sawyer's Island in the rafts, and I had a guy earning his ears, and it took three or four passes and a ridiculous amount of time to be able to park the raft. And I was like, this would, <laughs> this would physically kill Kent. He'd be dead on the raft. He would have jumped out and swam to shore. Or that guy. Or that guy. I was just like, guy. he was like, sorry guys, I'm earning my ears. And I'm like, I think I could park this raft better than you. Yeah. It, it, I would have probably taken the little stick out of his hands and try to do it myself at some point. But, um, you, it, again, when I do it competitively, you all that stuff just it's heightened times a hundred. So you're sitting there then and like, oh man, it's killing me. But then, and I know Doug texted me one time. He's like, I don't know how you sit on this riverboat for twenty minutes. Oh, it was like on a run. Yeah, not on a run. I couldn't handle being on it that. long. I was on there on my last trip thinking about you as well. That yeah. So it's just those little and people walking in front of you slow and again normal day in a park. It's not. You know, you guys have been with me at parks. It's not stuff. It's like, whatever, go, you know. But on those days, I'm so, let's go, let's go. Every little thing just drives me crazy. If if a loader doesn't load a ride right, I'm, I want to do it for them. Be like, no, this is how it goes. But there you go. They, they start paying you, and uh, you also become uh, a uh, cast member. There you go. So uh, that is it, Kent. Uh, we want to get to the Patreon show. I know that's a huge plus where you are going to share some of your secrets and so if you want to know more about that, how to pull these extra fast passes, what's your record? You said 20 something, 22, 22 fast passes in a day. You want to know how to do that? You're going to have to become a Patreon and find out. We're going to record that next, but that is it for, uh, with Kent on the show and talking about these strategies. Anything else to, uh, Doug, you want to add? 
no, I think I uh, summed it up very good, and uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to the parks when they open oh, and try to maximize my days. Kent, you gonna be there and... day one when they open back up? Yeah, I think it's gonna be a madhouse, but I'll I'll definitely be one of the 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 mad people that are there. Uh, I do want to add before I go. Um, if you guys have any questions, like you know, you want to just message me on Twitter, go for it. I'll, I'm more welcome planning questions, like in regards to ride order or what do you think how do i get the most out of this or these facts feel free shoot me a text or a twitter message a tweet and say hey ucf kent what do you think and I, i'm i'm more friendly and helpful to ask you gotta might dig through some football tweets but <laughs> you can live through those i got some pretty good disney stuff in there too there you go yes, i like it i'll put that in the show notes as well uh, but yeah, Ken, thank you so much for being on the show. I know Doug and I, we both love hanging out with you at the parks. Our families yeah. love hanging out with you. Uh, my son still talks about how he got to do Midway Mania with you, uh, which is awesome. So Uncle Kent, am I right, Doug? He's unofficial family. Yeah. My, at one point, my Samantha's like, I haven't ridden with Kent yet. I get to ride with Kent this time. They're fighting. Actually, so. that's true. My my kids fought over riding with you as well. So uh, yeah, you are you are definitely the best uncle they have. I love your kids, man. You get like it's just as much fun for me as it is, hopefully, for them. I'll still never forget where I forgot a stroller and you had to babysit my kids for uh, you had to take them to my wife and so you had to walk them. And I was like, I just trust Kent with my uh, I don't know how old they were, uh, five and four or six and five, but yeah, there you go. Ah, we got there. You got there. It was great. So awesome. Thank you so much for being on this week's kind of. It's not a bonus episode. We're just trying to get more content out. And listeners, if you have things you want us to talk about or questions uh, while the parks are down for who knows how long, definitely let us know. Doug and I are putting a whole bunch of shows. We have a bunch of great guests coming on, uh, some really good things happening. So stay tuned for future episodes. Uh, But we're going to keep giving you as much Disney information, fun that we can during this uh, doldrum, we'll say, of... uh, Disney parks. It's a good word. Our, yeah, doldrum. doldrum. It is. That yeah. is what it feels like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm so extroverted, Doug. I can't be stuck mm-hmm. in my house for much longer. Next show, we finally talk about the college program. Yeah, what that's going to be good. How to we get in it. That's going to be a guest great one. on that one. So I'm really excited for that. And so, and of course, look forward to the sing-along that we'll be doing as well. Follow us all of our social medias. We'll post the exact time and how to get in there uh, as we get that set up since we're recording this so early. But, yeah, that is all the time that we have. And, of course, I know you're not really booking right now, but Michelle McKnight is still booking for the fall Mm -hmm. and cruises. They'll be coming back. So make sure you get that Disney trip booked uh, because as soon as they open those parks back up and Kent and everyone else goes, you can go as well. There you go. Yep. So, all right. Well, that is it. It's Rope Drop Radio. Thank you so much, Kent, again. But we got to get to this awesome Patreon show because Kent has secrets that only our Patreons are going to find out about. Yeah. So we're going to get on, register. Got to go to our website. Check it out. It's in the show notes. That's my tease. That's it. That's all I got. Anyway, for Doug, Kent, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.